What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I am the host of this podcast, Millionaire Insurance Producer. I'm excited that you're here, and today we're going to talk about something that is going to help you actually be able to make your prospect understand that you might be a better choice about who should represent them in the marketplace. Okay. Now, by this time, you probably know that I have a consulting company called Constructive Risk. What I do is I predominantly work with construction companies and other business owners, but just mostly construction companies. They hire me to manage the insurance renewal process and some of their risk management and loss control, but predominantly their competitive bid renewal policy process. Right, So I work with the insurance buyers, current agent, and any other agents to help them actually um, figure out which carriers to go to, what the submission is going to look like, what the expectations are for quotes, and so forth. One of the problems that causes a lack of trust in the insurance relationship is because there very often is not enough competition to to make the incumbent agent nervous enough so as to work diligently. A lack of competition very often will cause the incumbent agent to not work as hard. Now, as an insurance broker for 10 years before becoming a consultant, I get it. The last thing you want to do is do a whole lot of extra work when you don't have to. And doing renewals can take a long time out of your schedule, take a lot of hours out of your schedule. If you know that you don't have any competition on this renewal, that the insured is just letting you go to the marketplace and there's no other submissions coming out, and you know that, I just want to tell you that it is probable, not always true, but probable, you're not going to do the absolute best job you could for that insured. Now that, that is a blanket statement. It might not be true in your case, but I venture to guess that it is at least some of the time, if not most of the time, or certainly if not all the time. If you know that the insured is not working with anybody else and you're going to renew this business, you probably don't work as hard as you could. You certainly wouldn't negotiate as hard as you could. However, However, if you knew that there was another or two or three other agents out there who were putting together submissions and were going to go to the marketplace, wouldn't that cause you to work a little bit quicker? 
Wouldn't that cause you to, to put together your submission as quickly as you can and send out a best submission as you possibly could to the marketplace? What if you knew that there was another agent who was coming in to offer a quote with a carrier that you didn't represent, Would it cause, which was a competitive carrier? Would that cause you to work a little bit more diligently? Well, I venture to guess it would. I venture to guess it would. Of course it would. Competition breeds success. Competition breeds success. Um, I forget what the guy's name is. Uh, it just happened this last week, so I'll have to look it up, but it just came into my mind, which is why I'm not talking about it. But the kicker, and I believe it was, man, now I really feel bad. Anyway, the NFL team, they just won um, in the last seconds because their kicker kicked an NFL new record field goal. I'm going to look it up after this. Now I feel stupid as I'm talking here. But kicked an NFL record field goal to win the game at the end. It was awesome. Totally awesome. He kicked it. Thing was flying. It hits the actual crossbar and then bounces right over. I mean, it's just it was awesome. An absolutely awesome thing. You know what? Um, in practice, before the game started, he wasn't able to even make a lot of his 60-yard field goals, let alone which I believe was a 66 in the game. He wasn't able to make his 60-yard field goals. And what he said afterwards, he said, look, in the game situation like that with all the adrenaline pumping, you know what? You kind of let go of a lot of your mechanics so that you can just like kick a little bit harder, and that's what I did. You know what? Perfect example. Perfect example. When the competition was there, when the game was on the line, he kicked a little bit harder. And I think the same thing goes with insurance agents as well. When there's competition involved, you try a little bit harder. You do a better job. Your customer service is up. Right? You negotiate. You try and think. But a lack of qualified competition to motivate the current broker is not in the insured's best interest. This is why many times insurance buyers and prospects want to get quotes because they don't know what else to do. They don't know how else to motivate their current agent. That might be you. Your client doesn't know how to motivate you to ensure proper customer service, the best job, the lowest price. They don't know how to do that without getting other agents involved to offer quotes. Yeah. Most agents would say, you know what, I think the insured is doing um, a much better job. They're going to get a better product if they only use me. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it. I, I don't know. I, I'm not necessarily on board with that. Um, had a client, an insurance agent, send me an email yesterday, responded to him this morning. It was about an email that he was going to send to a prospect. So he sent me the email that he had sent, and he actually like showed me um, kind of like what the back and forth was with this particular um, company. And he had done a little bit of work with the company, um, you know, took a look at their policies, gave them some information about what was there, what wasn't there. And so the insured said, you know, great, kind of looks good. We would like to go ahead and get quotes from you. Um, you know, to move forward on this. And so he, his email to them was something of, of the standpoint that, you know, we don't want to get quotes. Lots of other agents can get quotes. You know, we feel that it would be best to assign us as your broker exclusively representing you in the marketplace you know, going forward, and then we'll bring you the information. 
Now, from a competitive standpoint, that's a gutsy move. I like it as an insurance agent. I've done it. I advise you to do it. I don't know, however, if it's necessarily in the insured's best interest to do that. It's in your best interest. Oh, yeah, it's in your best interest to make sure that you are the exclusive agent to represent all the carriers out there and that no other competitors in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that we like it as insurance agents. I know I did. I know I liked it when my, uh, when my clients weren't bidding me out, but it's not necessarily in their best interest. And so for your insurance buyer, your client, or your prospect who doesn't really understand insurance and doesn't know how to ensure the best result for them, they're kind of just sort of winging it. They're, they're, they just get quotes because they don't know what else to do. And because insurance agents are always saying, hey, let me offer you a quote, they just assume that getting quotes is the best way to do this. <clears throat> but it's not necessarily the best way. Is there a way that you can, you can show the insured who is your prospect? Is there a way to show the insured what it is that you would do on their behalf so that you could eliminate your competition? So that you could make sure that they would give you exclusivity to the markets that you want? I think there is. I think there is. You know, for my consulting company, Constructive Risk, I would tell you that at least half the time, if not more than that, the, I'll just call it a construction company, the construction company hires me, and one of the first things they'll say is that we don't really, we don't really know if we want to hire you or we're not, we weren't sure if we wanted to hire you because we don't really necessarily want to leave our agent. We just want to make sure that the agent's doing the right thing for us. That is probably what I hear all the time. And that's why like, I just know that that's an issue. Is that half the time, if least, more than that, I, I have no plans to move the business away from the, incur the, the incumbent agent. Because the incumbent agent might not necessarily be doing a bad job. It's just that the insured doesn't know if they're doing a good job. And the insured doesn't know if the um, agent who they like um, is actually getting them the best deal. That's normally why... I'm hired when the insured kind of likes their agent. So my responsibility in those instances is that even though the insured may like their agent, may even have confidence in their agent, may even like the agency servicing team, my job is to ensure that I, I light a fire under the seat of that agency to let them know that it is likely that they could lose this business at renewal if they don't sharpen their pencils. Now, I can tell you, I can have conversations and have a conversation with the agent like that, but I usually don't have to because someone like me who's an independent fee-based insurance consultant that gets paid a fee, not a commission, my fee doesn't go up, it doesn't go down based upon whatever happens to the insurance premiums, I'm there to provide unbiased un, uh, advice. When I get involved in it and when the incumbent agent knows that an insurance consultant like myself is in there kind of handling it, I don't really have to do too much else to foster a level of competition, but I still do. Oh, I will push. 
I will set fire. I will burn down that agency, if you will, to let them know that there is a real possibility that they could lose this account. I'm going to set fire to every seat in that place. I'm going to make the producer uncomfortable. I'm going to make the account manager uncomfortable. I'm going to make the CSR. I'm going to make the work cop claims person uncomfortable. I'll make the agency principals uncomfortable. And I might have zero, zero expectation to move that business from that agent or agency. What I'm doing is ensuring that people will work hard. That's what I'm doing. And I can do that in a few different ways just by simply being present. I can also introduce another agent or two into the, com- uh, the competing marketplace, which I normally will if, if the incumbent agent doesn't represent you know, an insurance carrier or two that I know is actually pretty competitive. Yeah, I'm probably going to get like another agent involved. Um, I don't ever bring in agents, however, with the expectation that they're not going to get the business if they actually come through. I'm only going to bring them in um, if I know that the insured will give them the business if they do what they're supposed to do because I don't want to waste insurance agents' time either, right? If I bring another agent in, it doubles the amount of work I have to do also, right? Now I, know I, have, now I have to work with two agents. I have to go through two different proposals instead of just doing one. So even like me introducing competition increases my work two or three times or even four times depending on how many agents are brought in. However, if they're brought in, there's a reason they're brought in. But at the end of the day, the reason why the business owner will hire me is because they don't know how else to ensure that you're going to work hard. Is there a way, Mr. Producer, Miss, uh, Mrs. Insurance Producer out there, is there a way that you can help the insured to understand that you will not only be a better agent to work with, but you are going to provide the competition where the competition needs to be provided. I think there is, and that's what I want to talk about right now. It is usual that I will say, and I believe this is probably true more often than not, that the competition needs to take place not at the retail agent level, but at the underwriting level. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, requiring, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified.
I believe that the competition shouldn't be taking place, if you will, necessarily at the retail agent's level, but it needs to take place with the underwriters. The underwriters need to know that they have competition. I'll tell you, if an underwriter knows that the current agent isn't going out to market, they're not going to sharpen their pencil and give them the best deal either. Not going to do it. And so the real place where the competition needs to take place is at the underwriting level and not the retail agent level. Or maybe the underwriting level and the wholesale market level. We need to make sure that our wholesalers know there's competition. Is it in your best interest to just work with one wholesale broker and give them full access to the marketplace? It might be easier to do it that way, but it's not necessarily in the insured's best interest. And it's not necessarily in your best interest either if you're a competing agent who's expecting to get the best quote possible. Now, the wholesaler market, uh, the wholesaler might be doing a good job for you, and that's great. I'm just saying that if there's no competition involved, you're less likely to have the best deal possible. You're less likely to get the best result. Competition is necessary. So the real issue is then, with all the, com the competitors that come in, why should the insured give you access to the markets that you want? You're a new agent. You're untested. They don't know what it would be like to, to be serviced by you. Why should they allow you to service those accounts rather than bringing in any other agents or allowing the incumbent agent to represent that carrier? I mean, if there's only really five insurance carriers that are, that are even remotely competitive for that business in your state, if the incumbent agent has access to those five and you have access to those five, why should the insured give you access to those five or to any of them rather than the other agent? Have you thought about that? You need to explain to the insured how your process ensures competition, not at the agency level, but at the carrier level. That is important. Unless you have the pen, unless in your agency you have the pen for a program and you can price it however you want, you are, for all intents and purposes, you are at the mercy of an underwriter to do his or her job and give you a quote that you can sell. And that's it. You're at the, the mercy of the insurance carrier, the underwriter. The underwriter can either become your best friend or become your worst nightmare. That's really where the competition takes place. And I can almost guarantee you that insurance buyers don't realize that. Um, not only do insurance buyers probably not deal with you, the producer, all that much during the year, it's probable that they've never met or even seen face-to-face -face or even had a live a Zoom conversation with their account manager or servicing team. But I can almost guarantee you they've never exchanged emails with the underwriter. They don't know who the underwriter's name is. They might even forget which, which carrier they're with. And for example, even if it's with a program, they probably have no idea. No idea whatsoever. The insured really doesn't know how this works. They need to be taught. They need to be educated. Can I tell you that's your job? That is your job. That is our job as insurance producers, as insurance advisors, to advise the client on what is taking place out there. That's my job. That's your job. That's our job. We have to do that. So, I would tell you, 
even as I kind of mentioned last week in regard or uh, for our last episode, what the timeline of services is and what it does, that document is so important because not only does it dictate a lot of the things that you're going to do for them over the course of the year, but it also should provide a very detailed description about what you're going to be doing during the renewal process. You should, on your timeline of services, list all the carriers that you have access to that you're going to be going to in the marketplace. You should list them in order of preference. If there are 12 insurance carriers that are writing the business in your state, you better list down all 12. If there are 37, write down 37. If there are two, write down two and put them in the order of the ones that you want to work with first and second and third and so forth. Have that written down. Your time and services should be micro-niched. You need to know which carriers are writing the business in the state before you have that first face-to-face meeting with the insured. This is why micro-niching becomes so important because the more that you are entrenched in the insured's industry, the more you will know what's happening in the insurance marketplace for that industry. You'll know which carriers are writing it. You'll know what their forms are. You'll know what their terms and conditions are. You will know which one's competitive and which ones are not. You're going to know which underwriters are the better underwriters to work with. You're just going to know these things, and you should have that written down on your timeline of services being micro-niched. Now, what you can do with your prospect to ensure that they understand competition is going to be taking place, you have to, one, listen up, you have to, number one, you have to educate the insured on how insurance works. Educate the insured on how insurance works. It's amazing how many insurance buyers have no clue how insurance works. Now, some of them they don't believe you even when you're telling them that's because they don't trust you, right? That's what we're getting down to here. They don't trust you. They don't believe you even when you do tell them about how insurance works, but most of them will start to get it, certainly if they start hearing it regularly. I'm telling you, I know that some of the content I'm going to be talking about a whole lot more in regards to constructive risk is just teaching them more about how the insurance process works and how they can get the best you know, deal if they actually just follow the process. But they need to understand how insurance works. They need to understand that typically one insurance carrier will accept one submission from one agent and that blocks out all others. It secures the market for that one agent. That's why it's important to make sure that whoever goes to that market has the best opportunity to get the best deal, the best product from that underwriter. In other words, if there's two agents out there who represent um, ABC Insurance Company, which agent should be given access to that carrier? Is it you or is it me? If we're the two agents, it's you and it's me, Um, If I'm the incumbent agent and you're the competing agent and we both have access to ABC Insurance Company, why should you be given access to it rather than me? Now, here's an example, a real-world example, which is one of the reasons why I have my consulting company because I can kind of begin to unmask what's happening here, but the insured really doesn't know. I will ask questions like, how much premium does your agency have with ABC Insurance Company? How many clients do you individually and personally have with ABC Insurance Company? How much premium does your agency write with them? How much premium do you have? What is the name of the underwriter that you're going to be dealing with? 
how many accounts or how long have you been working with that particular underwriter? And is it okay if I speak to that underwriter beforehand, if I decide that I want to potentially give you the market, is it okay if I speak to that underwriter beforehand just to ensure that you're the better choice? I'll also maybe ask things like, how long have you had that appointment? How much business have you placed with that insurance carrier um, to date? Um, because it could be that, that you, as the incumbent agent, don't really have maybe, um, uh, or me as the incumbent agent, I don't really have a strong relationship with that competitive carrier this year. It, it might even be that my agency is on the hook for potentially losing our appointment with that agent's, that carrier because we haven't really written any business with them in the past. And it could be that you, as a competing agent, have a great relationship with ABC Insurance Company, that you place business with them all the time, that you're one of their top 10 agencies in the whole state. You know what? Given that, who would be the better choice to represent that, that carrier? Would it be me, who's potentially going to maybe lose the market? No. But the insurer doesn't know that. Maybe you could start to outline some of this information in the carriers that you know are competitive in the, in the state in which you're at for that industry to give the insured comfort that you're going to actually work on their behalf. And then what you're going to do, you know, as you are, are explaining why you're the better choice to represent them, you need to say and make the insured realize that you're not just going to send the submission to those carriers, but that you're actually going to get the underwriters competing against one another. That you're going to let the carriers know that, that you have access to the markets, but other markets are also quoting on this, that they've got a great shot at winning this business, but they're really going to have to come to the table and sharpen. And I would say even that what most insurance agents don't do or at least don't do very well, is that they don't, in their submissions, tell the underwriters what they want, right? So maybe the insured is paying a $10 rate right now, and most agents, they just put together the submission and they send it out to the marketplace. Not even a very good submission, and it certainly doesn't tell the underwriter what you're hoping to receive from them. Um, why not say, um, we're wanting to get a rate of $6? That's what we're hoping you can get to for a rate of $6. Why not tell them that? Absolutely. Why not? Um, tell them what you want. Now, be careful with that because you can ask for too much and then the insurance underwriter comes back and says, eh, I can't even do that. Can't get to it. Don't want to quote on it. You know, don't want to waste our time. Got to be careful with it. But at the same time, you have to be able to dictate to the underwriters what you want. If you can't do that well, I'm not going to let you represent those carriers to my client because it's going to blow up in your face. You have to be able to figure out how to do this. Otherwise, I will fire you. You have to know how to handle those underwriters. Otherwise, I'm going to have the insured sign a broker of record letter and take them away from you. You've got to have a process. You've got to have a system. There has to be a reason. I don't think it's too difficult to do. It's just that you need to do it. You absolutely need to do it. And if you do it, it could be one of the best things that you ever do in your entire business by helping the insured to see why you would be a better choice. Now, even in that competitive process, right, um, showing the insured that you're going out to the markets to get the best deal. 
I think it's important for the competing agents, or rather the competing underwriters, I think it's important for the competing underwriters to know what the rate is that they're paying right now. I think it's important for them to know that because I don't want them quoting on something blind, say that the insured is paying $10, but they don't know that, and they say, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to charge 13 No, I'd rather them know that it's $10 and they got to get to it. Maybe they can get to $9.50. They need to know that. They need to be able to compete. They need to be able to compete. And whenever I hear of an insurance buyer saying that, well, we don't, we don't provide the premiums, we don't provide the rates, all that tells me is that the insured's a little bit of a buffoon. They don't know what they're doing. They don't understand they're shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, I understand why they're saying it. They just don't know that it's not really necessarily in their best interest or maybe there's a better way in which to package it. And so at the end of the day, what your prospect needs is to be persuaded that you have a process that will ensure competition takes place at the underwriting level, which is going to ensure the best product possible when all is done and you're finished negotiating. If you can put together a process on your timeline of services that demonstrates and shows to the insured specifically step-by-step what you're going to do to make sure that those carriers compete against one another and which carriers you're going to, that you're going to all of them, and that you're going to show up with the quotes in columns on an Excel spreadsheet side-by-side so that you can actually show the insured what you've been able to accomplish on their behalf, they won't necessarily feel like they have to work with multiple agents because most of your competitors don't do anything like that. They just wing it and throw mud against the wall and see what sticks. If you can help your prospects see why you would be better they might actually give you everything you want. The choice is yours, Permission Nation. What will you do with it? My name is Charles Specht. I'm the president and CEO of Permission Network, where I teach and train insurance agents on how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.